Welcome to the Lance Wall Now Show. And listen, I'm feeling so optimistic about what's going on in the world right now. It seems strange, but things are actually turning a corner in so many ways. We're going to do a 30,000-foot view of the global uh, affairs. We're going to give you a, an idea of some things that you need to be paying attention to that are uh, critical to potential unraveling in the Middle East, unraveling in the economy, unraveling uh, with Russia. This brings me to something I, I want to talk about. I'm going to be going to Colorado this weekend, and I invite all of you to check out this conference I'm going to. I'm going to be there with my cousin Billy, and we're going to be talking about, during the next year, I honestly believe we're going to have a year of stable um, economic development. It's, it's interesting that, that we are in the place we're in as a country because the dollar is so strong that the global currencies that are all going belly up like a global reset's coming, but they're all parking their money over in Wall Street. And it's creating this inflation of value on Wall Street. It's not related to anything in terms of the marketplace, but Wall Street's flush with money because... Even China is putting their money. They're, they're, they're trying to hold it back, but their money people are putting it into Wall Street. I want you to go to lancewallet.com forward slash wealth and get smart because you've got a couple of months in which you could be looking using code Lance24. You could be looking at uh, eight different workshops that I'm going to be going out myself to go listen to on the opportunities that do exist in real estate. Some of you own houses. You're not going to sell them because you're worried about the interest rate. Guess what? There's a strategy. There's Airbnb. There's different properties that are different strategies in real estate that are that are making people money that are new to this. Um, there's there is a stock market analysis on, on where and how you could profit from what you know is coming. There's uh, if you have a business, you want to start it. Maybe it is the time to start it, but you need to have somebody tell you exactly how you do it. Uh, you can get this online because it's too late for many of you to fly out there, but you're going to get $100 off. I think that's the deal I made with them. Get $100 off. Just go to lancewallet.com forward slash wealth. Use Lance24. Get $100 off. I think it's only like $195, and you get two or three days worth of, worth of mentoring and content that, trust me, it's worth thousands of dollars. I think it was priced really low, and it's misleading, but that's great for us. I want you to go there and grab it and pick, cherry pick the subjects that you feel led to go to. You'll be smarter and more profitable as a result. Now let's get into world affairs. Welcome to the Lance Wall Now Show. Today we are packed with all kinds of things. You know, uh, I've been getting a lot of uh, mail and a lot of uh, attention, a lot of traction lately over some, some well, incendiary things that are, that are happening and stuff you don't normally hear on The Real America's Voice. So, uh, we're going to touch on some of that today, and and hopefully you're going to uh, you're going to be on the same side of the great divide with the rest of us. Let's start with what's happening in the Senate. Now you've heard a lot about this Senate bill, this uh, 95 billion dollar package, but uh, there's another story here that I think we need to really be looking at, and that's. By the way, Mercedes Sparks, welcome to the show today. Glad you're Hi, back. Hi, Lance. Thanks for having me. Glad you're here. Uh, Mercedes, the thing that I'm thinking is there's a there is a you have to capture the the zeitgeist that is the moment you're living in in your country, and I feel as though as you take the uh, Tucker doing the Putin interview, and all of the pushback b by all the predictable characters against it, and then you have the Trump cases now with the Fannie Willis situation with her torrid personal sloppy love affair with the finances funding her boyfriend 
so that they could go off and, you know, like a slush fund while she goes after Trump. And that's being that's all being exposed. And uh, what I'm saying is with the border being as porous and the number of people surging through and the the fact that, you know, you've got the New York mayor giving out the the $50 million cards out for the, for the folks that are illegal. What's happening is America is waking up. It's kind of like a collective awakening. It's the, uh, it's the equivalent of losing your virginity in terms of your trust and your naivety in your own institutions. When conservatives get red-pilled or when even me, as an evangelical Christian, goes from wanting to believe that your FBI and your government is, uh, is really, it may make mistakes now and then, but on the whole, it's kind of like the Hannity line, 99% of them are all good. Well, not so fast, Hashimoto. We don't believe that anymore. We, we wonder just how rotten that apple is. Does it go all the way to the core? Americans are beginning to suspect that... Uh, we need a radical wrecking ball. And Trump comes along at just that moment in history where those four years of uh, Democrat dominance has produced policy pain that uh, cannot be denied. And so I think there is an awakening. It's happening, not of the sorts that is the traditional type, but the precursor perhaps to a spiritual awakening is a rude awakening. And that's what's happening. Back to this bill. I cannot imagine that these senators could, what, 22 senators I got listed here, could possibly think that the America, that the MAGA movement that is defining the Republican Party is going to sit with this old school, deep state, slush fund, lousy cobbling together of a couple of dollars here for the border and uh, throw something over there to Israel while Biden is telling them, uh, cease fire, we're going to end this thing. Leave the terrorists in the final location. It's the only way that I can get reelected. And so all of the cynicism that I'm expressing now, I believe is no longer right-wing extremism, as the left would call it. I think it's becoming um, the independent awareness, awareness, the Joe Rogan awareness. And so... uh, What's going to happen with these? I, the one senator that I am most distressed about, it's not Mitt Romney, he's not running again, it's John Kennedy. John Kennedy of Louisiana has always been, for me, one of the most entertaining uh, guys that, you know, kind of like gets it and, and points out the, the hypocrisy and the irony of politics in Washington. Why John Kennedy? I wrote him a letter. I, I'm glad, I, I welcome him to appear on the show or call in or explain himself. He's, a, he's, a, he's really a likable and a popular uh, conservative voice, but he's signed off on this. Why, you might ask. I think it's the old boys club. I think him and McConnell and the committees they're on and they're, they're, they're swapping cattle back and forth with something going on between Louisiana and some appropriations committee. There's something going on that's making John Kennedy uh, number himself with the transgressors on this. But I, I do have a cut here I think we ought to be able to go with. Uh, what, do, what do we have here? Uh, would you play the video too, please? Senate passes this $95 billion package. It's a short one. Just watch this. On this vote, the yeas are 70, the nays are 29. The bill, as amended, passes. The nays are 29. 
we should really be celebrating the fact that there's 29 that are willing to push back because this, this has got to end. These are the people that allow the country to get into $33 trillion worth of debt. These are the senators that'll sit there while the nation's being invaded and not raise a ruckus to deal with it. Um, but Mitt Romney, who is the, he, ironically, Mitt is the last person I would have as a spokesman to make a prevailing argument on anything. Uh, but go ahead and let's play video three because he's going to give us the old Russia warning and I believe it's falling on flat ears. What do you think? Tomorrow, Russia will use tactical nuclear weapons in order to extort additional money from U.S. taxpayers. And they're trying to intimidate their own population with an imaginary Russian threat. This is an obvious fact. Can you imagine a scenario where you sent Russian troops to Poland? Only in one case, if Poland attacks Russia. Why? Because we have no interest in Poland, Latvia or anywhere else. Why would we do that? We simply don't have any interest. It's just threat-mongering. If we fail to help Ukraine, Putin will invade a NATO nation. If we fail to help Ukraine, NATO the alliance that's prevented great power conflict for over 75 years will falter and eventually disintegrate. We will be replaced by the authoritarians, China, Russia, Iran, North Korea. Next, we were told that we couldn't afford $60 billion for Ukraine-related funding. But somehow, we can afford an $850 billion annual defense budget and annual trillion-dollar deficits which has happened under both former President Trump and President Biden. Well then, Mitt, why did you sit by and let these presidents, Trump and Biden, produce these trillion dollar deficits? And how do you think $64 billion added to the deficit is inconsequential? If anything, you should be saying, we really can't afford to be spending this money. But my favorite specious argument is this one. Putin will invade a NATO nation if we don't do what? If we don't keep losing the war and sinking money into Ukraine? How about this? How about if America goes bankrupt? How about if America continues to put money into a, into a proxy war that we're losing? How about that will do more to erode the confidence of NATO nations in the U.S. leadership that has a stupid war they're helping to fund? The truth is, if Putin ever invaded a NATO nation, the NATO alliance is designed so that they all go back and hit Russia. No, Russia's not going to go after NATO if the Ukraine falls. They have an interest in reassimilating land in the Ukraine because, as Putin would say in his lengthy and sometimes, um, you know, uh, fatiguing narrative of Russian history, Ukraine historically has been a part of Russia and the Russian-speaking territory is the part that is uh, particularly keen on reassimilating. Not that it's right, not that it's wrong, but that America can't use the argument that Putin is going to go invade Poland as an excuse for elongating a war that we can't win. You got any thoughts, Mr. Mercedes? You're all pursing your lips like, no, I'm thinking, like, uh, I'm, like, I'm like the woman in, uh, in The Devil in Wears head. Prada. No, 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 I'm like having a conversation in my head. Like, I understand that 
maybe historically they've been, been a part of Russia, but if they don't want to be a part of Russia, if certain areas don't want to be a part of Russia, I'm not saying we got to be the world police, but I don't well, know gonna, if it justifies that, him going in there. I'm going to open that can of worms now. It's kind of like Mexico reassimilating Texas, you know? Well, it used to be part of Mexico, so you're like, but it's not anymore. Not, not for over 200 years. Correct. But, but in, in the case of Ukraine, the, and you guys just, Hang on while I help talk to Mercedes. <laughs> no, no, I'm just uh, wondering. I, I, no, I wasn't planning on going down this road, mm -hmm. but the Azov Battalion, the battalion that has been the Ukrainian military in the mm -hmm. East that Laura Logan had talked about, and then I realized she's sharp. And I, I said, are you, Laura, are you serious? She said, Lance, it has been an anti-Semitic extension of the Nazis, uh, uh, mm -hmm. you know, party, and they, they have their own military. It is anti-Semitic. They even have a hybrid of the stormtrooper symbol, the SS, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. as part of their logo. And there has been these grievous um, assaults and persecutions of Russian-speaking people. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so this Azov Battalion, nobody's denying effectively the fact that it is an anti-Semitic kind of extension of the older Nazi era. Mm -hmm. So the point of the matter is Putin is, the argument they make is mm -hmm. the Russian-speaking people that are being uh, adversely uh, mm -hmm. abused by the ba the battalions sure. um, that go further in representing Ukraine, Kiev. These people are saying, help us, Yes, Putin. And Putin said, I can't. Not until the United States said, we're going to put, we're going we're to put you in NATO. See, the moment that Ukraine goes to NATO, that means the nuclear arsenal yeah. of all nuclear nations lock shields with each other so that if Russia attacks any of them, they all go potentially against and potentially in a nuclear conflict. It's yeah. Europe. Although these Russia. days with nuclear weapons, you can launch them. I mean, you can go over the oceans at the, this the, point. Yeah, but the, the point that I'm making is that Putin is, is rational. Mm -hmm. As you can see, he's, he's doing calculus. And he's saying, what do I really gain? By you know trying to go after Poland, Ukraine yeah. is a different. Ukraine is a different story. It's been historically the breadbasket of Russia. Yeah, Poland, uh, Latvia, those post-Soviet Union breakup nations. Which, by the way, just as an aside, I want to put this out there. Do you want to know what the what the hope of Europe? Europe is kind of like the like Washington. They've gone woke. They've gone bureaucratic. They've gone weak. They've gone Klaus Schwab, World Economic Forum. They've gone Vax, lockdown, whatever the narrative is. They goose step it. It's Eastern Europe that was under the communists that is pushing back. It's Hungary, it's mm. Poland, it's Latvia, it's Slovakia. We're going to be right back. You don't want to miss this. I wanted to take a minute to talk about one of my great heroes of the faith, which is Mike Lindell. What's really cool about Mike is it's not just the pillow. It's the fact that the guy makes really cool products. For instance, I start my day off with a my coffee. I had a cup of coffee uh, the other day here in the office, and I said, no, I want that. It wasn't like Starbucks. It tastes better. And it was Mike's coffee. I said, what is it? They're going, Mike Lindell's coffee. I said, my gosh, get a bunch of my coffees. Now, the best way to start the day is you put on these slippers, right, and have your my coffee. If you've not worked with these slippers yet, I'm not kidding you. There's a special kind of a design that Mike has uh, put into these with four layers of cushion with a solid sole and a fur interior. I call it my sip and slip strategy. I start my day off by slipping on my slippers and having a sip of Mike's coffee. But you know what else I'm curious about now? Because I've got to check out the 2.0 pillow. The 2.0 pillow actually is designed so that it distributes the heat of your own head, your face, you know, you're lying there and it 
it uh, makes it so the pillow's always cool. Now, I like that, because I wake up in the middle of the night and have to flip over my pillow because it gets hot. Mike's solved that problem. I want you to go to MyPillow.com, promo code Lance, because you can get a discount that I've set up for the pillows, for the coffee, and uh, for the slippers. And do it today, you'll be happy. Now, now I wanna just say something. This is very, muy importante. Thank God that we got Mike Johnson. I know that Mike's been taking a beating because you know he's caught in the middle of, of, of I, I believe there's limitations to what he can do because he's only working with a couple of votes there, majority. We didn't have a red wave. So the Republicans are kind of vulnerable. And the Democrats all, as you know, uh, they do goose step together. It's like, you know, they, whatever they're told, they're due. So the Republicans are an unreliable group. As you can see by the Mayorkas impeachment, where three just went off, you know, woo, into la-la land and, uh, and did what Democrats never do. They just sabotaged at least one scalp that could be put up saying the border has been mismanaged. Somebody needs to take care of it. Nope. They, uh, Democrats were able to protect them, just like they protected the generals after the disastrous invasion of Afghanistan. Nobody pays a price on the left. But uh, my point is, Johnson is there and he's not going to pass this thing. I believe that's what he said, and I believe that's what he means. Mike Johnson, we, I know, you know, uh, several folks on, on our, uh, our friends have been hard on him because he's not taking a tougher stand on, on budget and expense, and I understand that. But in this case, I thank God Mike Johnson's there. Can you imagine if McCarthy was there? McCarthy and, and, and McConnell were doing backroom deals all the time. McCarthy would have said, what can we do? Uh, so, but we got, we got the right man here. By the way, J.D. Vance is another one, another one, kind of like Elon Musk taking on Disney and getting Twitter, you know, into the X zone against the manipulation of our intelligence community. There's a lot of good things happening, people. I see hope for the first time in a long time. I'm not trying to dispense hope. I'm actually sensing hope. J.D. Vance tells me, that leadership is arising in America. And that gives me hope for the future. Listen to what he has to say. One thing that suggests to me is that GDP numbers are awfully fake. If you can't produce weapons to defend your own people, then you can't pretend that your economy is as strong as you might like to think. Unfortunately for Wall Street, we cannot fight wars with dollars and derivatives. We need weapons. We need bullets. We need artillery shells. We need missiles. And America doesn't make nearly enough of those not for our own security, and certainly not enough to support both the Ukraine conflict and, God forbid, a conflict that might occur in East Asia. So let's specify that a little bit more. We're right now depleting critical munitions, missiles, artillery shells, and bullets faster than we can replenish them, and then we send them to Ukraine. Well, I'm sorry, why does that make an ounce of sense for our own national security? Shouldn't we rebuild our own manufacturing capacity before we spend all of it on Ukraine? Shouldn't we make more of our own weapons and gain some self-sufficiency in weapons manufacturing before we send all of those resources to Ukraine? The answer of the United States Senate is apparently not. And you never hear this, these kinds of conversations, but listen to what he's saying. America needs a wartime president. Do you think that Joe Biden strikes terror into the loins of an Ayatollah? Or that she or Putin or 
nervously wondering how he's going to outmaneuver them. Uh, and I, I could, it's almost comedy material, imply that. What does it mean? We need a wartime president. We need Trump. We need somebody that when, they, when he's there, they shake their head and go, oh, dang. Unpredictable, strong, and um, capable of projecting that strength in ways that are economically and militarily um, not easy to anticipate. What uh, J.D. Vance is saying is that we've got a potential war, I love how they use this language, in East Asia. He could say with China. Uh, also, we have the Middle East. You think that's been resolved? Uh, that has not been resolved. That, that's, that's perhaps what we have there is uh, a, 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 a conflagration. What's conflagration? What's the word? Conflagration. Conflagration. A, a potential fire storm that can, what's it, how do you pronounce it? Conflagration. 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 Nice word. You guys, why don't you go Ten on, points. send me a chat comment there and give me the pronunciation, like a Hebrew or Greek word to me. But there's a potential firestorm brewing in the Middle East. By the way, my, my biblical background tells me that we have not heard the last of the caliphates and the Islamic extremism, which is uh, threatening to manifest with Iran getting a nuclear weapon. And so the Middle East, Europe, with this unresolved issue with Ukraine, we do need a reset with Russia. By the way, Russia is not hurt by our economic sanctions. They are actually getting stronger economically, and it's unfortunate because America is suffering. We thought that we could economically crush any nation. By the way, there's something I want to bring your attention to. I heard this recently. I've not heard anyone talk about it, and I haven't had the opportunity to do any deeper research on it, but there is evidently an option on the table where Biden can freeze $300 billion or seize $300 billion worth of uh, treasury um, investment from Russia. And if we were to take that $300 billion and just in, in, in a desperate effort of continuing the war with economic means, if we did that, I think it would be the nail in the coffin regarding our ability to keep the dollar as a stable currency. And by the way, he brought this up to Tucker. Uh, he didn't mention the $300 billion that's coming up this month in February as a potential, we seize Russia's money. If, if countries can't trust the United States when they do business, when they buy T-bills or when they, when, they, when they do investment, if their money isn't safe because at any moment we could capriciously grab it, like, uh, like, like, you know, like a dictatorship would take something, then we actually lose our ability to be trusted as the world's economic uh, broker. You can't go there. You have, you have to separate these things. Uh, we don't want to see the collapse of the dollar, which is which is 40-some nations right now, 35 nations, are part of the BRICS uh, alliance. If they could, they would decouple from the dollar, and you'd have dollars coming back to the United States like quail into the nostrils of the Hebrews in the wilderness, and, uh, and, and we would choke on that debt. But I don't believe that's what's going to happen. I'm just saying those 300 billion, that, that is a significant step in the wrong direction that the Democrats and our deep state um, Republicans are very willing to go towards. Uh, um, and so I'm going, I'm going to simply say, thank God the House is not going to pass it. But I do think it's a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call as to how far our, um, our senators on our side, the other side's 
lost. They'll spend and, 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 and destroy the nation. But our people that we're looking to, to have sanity, you can hear it. Mitt Romney says, we can't afford it. So he's going to spend it. Why doesn't he just use his own argument and say, if we're going to give trillion dollars in our military, why aren't we producing manufacturing and weapons? Do you know we spent a trillion dollars, like $2 trillion in Afghanistan? And, and I heard that, you know, that um, you, ever, you know how they, they play the same line over and over again? Lindsey Graham saying like 20 times, uh, but our money is being well spent because we're nation building. We're nation building. We're restoring, we're building. We didn't build anything in Afghanistan. It was all contractors and money people. And nobody in the United States ever goes back and says, hey, what did you do with those two trillions of dollars spent for infrastructure and development? Where did it actually go? Who made money in Afghanistan? That's, that's the stuff you have to ask. It's money so, laundering. Money it's just laundering. money yes. laundering. That's, and, I mean, and, and that's America what that we lost Afghanistan. And so now we have Ukraine. It's, it's sad that that's the condition we're in. So you're saying there's, this is the perpetual war thing. I'm telling mm -hmm. you, Americans are waking up. We're having a conversation live right now. We're typical Americans. And we, we're, we deep dive on this stuff. It's, we're sold on the fact that these are righteous causes. But in fact, they're always seeking a way to launder and create the money cycle for, the, for and, and these inside deals. All right, well, let me, let me switch for a moment. I want to do want to cover the Biden pushing, since we're on the subject of the Middle East and potential wars. Biden is pushing Israel for a new hostage deal. But the new hostage deal is what the headlines say. The reality of it is Biden is trying to shore up the damage that he's experiencing in Michigan with the loss of the Arab vote because of his pro-Israel stance. So he is calling for a, uh, a stop. Now, here's, here's what's happening with Israel. They've now got one final city, one final city, the terrorist machinery, money, laundering, infrastructure, and the hostages. They're backing up to one final stronghold. And uh, Israel's done a very great job of quietly mopping up and containing this uh, hostile force to one city. Typical America. Biden is saying, stop. One, at basically before you score your touchdown. Stop right where you're at. Don't go any further. Don't really go for the stronghold. Leave him alone. What I want you to do is I want six weeks of uh, negotiation process they're saying they're going to give us 100, but they want six weeks. What are they going to do over six weeks? They're going to reform and rebuild uh, in this final stronghold. And so what Biden says, this is so stupid. This is, why, this is why Trump says we're so stupid when we tell people what we're doing. He says it. He says, and hopefully at the end of six weeks, there'll never be a resumption of Israel assaulting the Egyptian border town of Rafah. Border town meaning it's still in Palestinian territory, not Egypt. Rafah is where their stronghold is. And Biden is saying, I uh, don't want the political fallout with the Arab American young voters. I want uh, the war to end. I want the fighting to end. Uh, okay, uh, let's just stop right here. Um, and, it's, it's, and he's going to use American pressure. So you see that money that they're trying to pass? In a sense, the funding of the war, we could strangle, we could, we, could, we could hurt and frustrate Israel's ability to function if we leverage our economic and military um, influence to restrict them. I just wanted to point out to you, 
that the Biden administration is working hard to negotiate with the terrorists in order to stop the uh, Israeli assault and get the hostages out, and they want a six-week ceasefire that would be perpetuated forever until Hamas attacks again. Can't believe we are out of time. We're going to have to stop right here. We're going to pick it up again tomorrow. You don't want to miss uh, the rest of today's content. What happens if a natural disaster takes place? We have these weird tornadoes that hit in the Midwest and in Texas, but look at the hurricanes in Florida. People can literally have their uh, houses flooded or they're in a situation where they have no food or access to groceries. Everyone needs at least a four-week emergency food kit. And fortunately, My Patriot Supply has created a four-week emergency kit. And these products will last for 25 years. The interesting thing is they give you a 2,000 calorie per day uh, meal. And that's the key, delicious and 2,000 calories a day, because that's what you're going to need to sustain yourself for four weeks in a crisis. We had the uh, a winter freeze here in Texas of all places. And we had a couple of days where we had no electricity. I'm telling you something, this makes a huge difference. Mushroom rice pilaf, fluffy rice and mushrooms, seasoned with red wine and herb. And then how about starting the day off? Maple Grove oatmeal, old-fashioned oats, maple flavoring with a pinch of brown sugar. This is what you want to do, four-week emergency food kit, and that's just for you. Think about your children, guaranteed. Somebody around you is going to need help. You're going to want to at least have the four-week emergency kit. Go to lancewalla.com forward slash patriot. Use that link and you're going to get a special discount on their special four-week emergency kit promotion. Did you enjoy this latest episode? Please remember to share it with your friends, because the more knowledge you have, the better equipped you are to navigate the world.